Uh, I'm going to start a new segment, uh, and this is the first episode, and I'm calling this segment uh, Current Affairs and Politics Around the World. So, for my first um, podcast, um, I'm going to look at uh, mainly the situation in the UK with regard to Brexit. Brexit is an abbreviation of Britain leaving the EU. Um, The EU is a sort of club where 28 countries agree uh, to pay in membership fees and they have uh, effectively uh, a business relationship where products and businesses and people can move freely between those 29 countries without penalty. There's no taxes, uh, there's little use for passports and it's basically an atmosphere and environment to encourage free trade, to encourage better uh, relationships. Now, about three years ago, uh, the United Kingdom had a referendum uh, to decide uh, whether they wanted to stay in the European community or whether they want to leave. And the, the, the Leave uh, Brigade uh, won that vote by a slim margin of 51% to 49%. Now, over the last two and a half years, The government, uh, the Conservative government, has been trying to uh, agree on a plan for the exit uh, from Europe. And they've made a complete mess of it because they are unable to agree on a strategy. This is based largely on the arrogance that takes place within the British political system. We have far too many uh, people who are elected to government who want uh, to take um, the Britain back into the past and restore what was then a powerhouse, the British Empire, and all the benefits that it gave. Um, British uh, government ministers and uh, members of parliament, many of them uh, resent the fact that now they have to be only equal partners with the rest of Europe. And the problem in getting a plan to agree is fundamentally about that arrogance. They basically want their cake and, and eat it. They want to leave the European Union but they want to keep some of the juicy benefits of being a member of that community. And that is where the conflict remains. Now, uh, quickly, um, last week uh, the government, the party of government, elected a new leader who automatically took on the role of Prime Minister. And they elected uh, a man called Boris Johnson. Now, Johnson is a hardline conservative who very much believes in this old school tie attitude 
and he has made various statements on day one and two of his new job that he is determined that Britain will leave the EU at the end of October irrespective of whether there is a plan or whether there is no plan. The sticking point, one of, one of the sticking points, is the, uh, the situation regarding Ireland. Now briefly, Ireland is a separate country, it's a member of the EU. Northern Ireland is part of the UK and for many years, we're talking 50, 60 years, um, there's been a, a crisis within the Northern Ireland uh, part of the UK and this is predominantly because the uh, Protestant uh, class rules the Catholics and the percentage is about 20% Protestants, 70 to 80% Catholics. Now, as a result of the Protestants wanting to basically usurp their authority and control the Catholics to better their bank balances, this resulted in a prolonged conflict which turned very nasty uh, in the 60s and 70s leading to a lot of bombings by two armies, one representing the Protestants and one representing the Catholics. Eventually in the 90s they were able to sit down with the British government and agree on, on a strategy to move forward by uh, 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 inviting members of the Catholic community uh, to come into the government uh, and, which, and be uh, an active participant. So, what has resulted since that time is that there's a free movement between the Northern Ireland uh, community and the Irish community. Now, the situation in Ireland is that this freedom of movement has been very beneficial to both Protestants, but particularly Catholics, in terms of their generating business. And Ireland, the country Ireland, is also uh, benefiting from this freedom of movement. Now, as the British government have made a decision to leave, um, they are presenting a serious obstacle to this arrangement. The uh, European Union uh, want a situation to continue where that freedom of movement take place. It's called the backstop, okay? And what will happen is that nothing will change. Movement between Northern Ireland and Ireland will continue as it has, but Boris Johnson and members of his party and government are saying clearly to Europe that they want that stopped. They want what they call a hard border and that will involve the creation again of rigid border controls including passports. And this will have a fundamental effect on the movement between the two countries and it is going to be to the advantage of the Protestants who hold most of the business interests in the North. And the Protestants 
10 of them are elected MPs to the House of, of Parliament in London and are the best friends of Boris Johnson and his party. This potential change has massive implications for uh, the situation in Ireland and Northern Ireland. They want to return to the uh, uh, previous scenario where we had uh, sectarian violence, we had uh, a lot of anger on both sides, and we basically became a war. So this is what Boris Johnson and his friends are trying uh, to get. A situation which will develop certainly if he gets his own way. Now the irony of course of all this is that Britain has decided to leave and they still feel that they are able to dominate the decision makings, the decisions that are, have an impact on the European community. This is a community of 28 countries and they still believe that the U unity of the EU should go along with what the British government think. This again gives a good indication of the arrogance that exists within Britain both amongst the government and also I, I unfortunately have to say also amongst the uh, public, the people. There are a lot of them that have this superiority complex and believe that they are superior. Now, alongside that, I just want to make a point about a particularly interesting documentary that I watched uh, yesterday called Brexit, the Uncivil War. And it basically looked at the period uh, approximately a year right up to the date of the referendum which led to uh, the Leave campaign being successful. And what I found fascinating about it was the role of one uh, Dominic, uh, oh, I can't remember his exact name, uh, but uh, Cummings, Dominic Cummings. Now he was employed as the chief operator of the Leave uh, plan, the Leave strategy. And he, he has now uh, received a senior position in Johnson's cabinet as a reward for his clever manipulation of social media uh, to gain uh, a large following towards wanting to leave. And how did he do it? Well, he basically uh, used Facebook to find out uh, about, through the data, and he found out what people's anxieties were, what their preferences were uh, with regard to the issue of leaving Europe or not, and he, he focused his attention on the 50% who were a little anxious and undecided, and he targeted them explicitly with ads that would provoke a stronger uh, belief 
in the desire to leave. So that ultimately, when it came to the day of the referendum, these people would march in and put a cross against Leave Europe. It was manipulative brainwashing. And I'll give you one example of how it was done. For Let's say that a person on Facebook uh, communicates with a friend or a member of family and says something like, uh, in our street there are a lot of people from uh, Europe who are now living here. And I'm a little concerned. Now, the in that information would be found and it would uh, be perceived that these people are not very happy with foreigners, in quotes, living near them. It would then be uh, used to create ads to target that person and others of a similar belief system and the, uh, the ads would target other areas that would add to that belief system. For example, it would say, uh, oh, those people are taking a lot of English jobs. Those people are using our free national health service for nothing. Those people, those people are often uh, involved in crime. And even though this information would be a complete pack of lies, the person on Facebook would see those ads with these, uh, uh, these banner information on and it would harden their belief, harden their belief that leaving Europe would be a good thing for them. Completely manipulating these people into voting leave. And that, of course, was replicated when Donald Trump defeated Hillary Clinton in the US presidential election. Exactly the same tactics were created to encourage people to vote for Trump. So we've now had uh, evidence that firms like Cambridge Analytica have assisted political parties to gain an advantage and win uh, in a, an election, a referendum and a presidential election. It's important that you out there are aware of this manipulation because it will now become the norm. So whenever we get another election, this tactic will be employed. And it, uh, as of the minute, it's being employed by populist right-wing groups to achieve power. Now, I am liberal and I am obviously uh, abhorred at this movement, but the characters behind it are manipulating people who have little insight, little knowledge, they are manipulating them to choose their start. And it's political brainwashing. So I hope you've now enjoyed this video. I hope you will listen to it. I hope you will tell your friends about it. We need to spread the word about how hate, how hate is sold through uh, uh, ads 
on social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Thank you.